Welcome to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. Here's your hosts, Kyle Baker and Dieter Burrell. Okay. <laughs> Alan. Hey, Dieter. It's been a long time. Uh, thank you for yeah. joining us in this podcast. I wanted yeah. to bring you in and have you tell us a little bit about your story. What got you into landscape architecture? What school did you go to? And how long did you did it take for you to get licensed and how things are going and where you where you're at now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, I guess the, the real story is I graduated high school in 85 and wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I worked a bunch of different jobs. I worked sales and I worked as a janitor and I worked all different odd jobs. And then I ended up working for a landscape company just as a laborer. It was run by two landscape architects. And I thought, man, this is the coolest job ever. You get to draw and design and you get to see it put in the ground and you get to see it grow and you get to maintain it. I'm like, man, I want to do this. So I went to Georgia State for a couple of years and um, got some of my undergraduate requirements knocked out. Mm -hmm. And then I transferred to University of Georgia and got in landscape architecture school there. And uh, I was never a fantastic student or anything. I was always kind of bc student until i got in landscape architecture school and i think i only got one b the whole time i was in landscape architecture school just because i i loved it so much and i was so excited about it and got out in 91 which was uh wow. a little bit of a tough time for the architecture and landscape architecture business found a job up in nashville i guess i, I thankfully a lot of guys now don't have to work like we did back then because it was you know, 60, 80, 100 hour weeks, all nighters once a month. Yeah. It was tough, but I learned a lot of stuff. I made a lot of good contacts. One of the companies I worked with at that company is still a client of mine now. So I've been working with them for 30 something years. Um, and then I worked for them for five years, uh, went to another company in Knoxville, worked for them for two years, and then had the opportunity to come back to Panama City. My mom still lives in Panama City. Yeah. So moved back there. Worked for a design, build, maintain company, and then broke out on my own, started my own business in 2000, uh, wow. mostly because I didn't know any better. And yeah. <laughs> it's it's worked out OK. We're actually uh, I know I've got my background blurred right now, but we're sitting in our RV in uh, just outside of Glacier National Park in Montana. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we work remote and work all over the place and still work on a ton of projects and I have a totally remote team. I've got like six guys that work for me on a contract basis mm -hmm. and um, I just manage them remote. So it yeah, worked out it, pretty good. It's funny that when I first heard about Alan Holt, landscape architect was, I think I, I may have been working with, um, uh, was it uh, BTA? I think it was um, uh -huh. that I was introduced to you. Gosh, that's, I went. I started working at BTA in two thousand three to two thousand nine or eight or something like that. Yeah. And um, I remember. I think you 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 were part of one one of the projects or one or two projects maybe. And then um, I think when I when I when I went from there and you know your license in how many states? Fifteen right now. Fifteen. Yeah. Now, do you have to uh, pursue your CEUs for your landscape architecture? Is that is that something that's required? 
Right. Yeah, sure is. Uh, I just got done with all my Texas CEUs uh, this weekend. So, uh, but yeah, I have to, they all have different renewal dates and they all have different requirements. And uh, I end up doing probably 24 or more a year just because of all the different states that I'm licensed in to keep up with it all. Oh, that, you know, that's right. Now that I, now I it's, it's coming to me. Um, it, I think it was 2008. We did the F-35 at Eglin Air Force Base and you were the last camp architect on that one project, uh-huh. which is, which is funny because uh, for these military jobs, they just don't want plantings. They don't want. <laughs> right. It's a, right in a hydro seed spec. That's about the extent of the landscape. And then they have that temporary irrigation for one year. And right. not, nine out of 10 times, the contractor leaves the piping in the, uh, on site and never picks it up. And right. they're left of having to pick up. The, and, you know, it's kind of it's, it's funny because the military just does certain things differently because of all, all that ATFP stuff. But and I think I think when I was working, what was it? Uh, Prime. It, now it's called Prime AE, but it, it was it was uh, Carlos something. St- uh, no, what was it? Gulf Coast. Gulf Coast Architectural Group. I think I think we, we yeah. may have reached out to you. I'm not sure. But then I, I know when I worked at uh, Stoa, we we, we we reach out to you and do stuff with you together. How long did it take you to, to get licensed? Was it was it something really easy or was it a, a pr- pretty a hassle? Because I know architecture is a hassle. Yeah. yeah, it was a challenge. And uh, I guess it's the same with architecture. You have to work under a licensed landscape architect mm-hmm. for so long. And that was, a, in hindsight, a mistake that I made going to Tennessee because in Tennessee, it's four years. You have to work for somebody for four years before you can even sit for the exam. Wow. And they have to write you a letter of recommendation that says that they feel that you're competent to sit for the exam. Got around that one. I went to uh, Georgia where they only had a one year requirement. I drive down to Atlanta and take the test down there. And uh, it, it was a challenge. And, wow. uh, and then they changed the formatting of the test on us because it used to be it was a four day test. And it had seven sections and I passed six of them. Then they reformatted the test and I had to go back and take three of them over again. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it uh, ended, up, ended up taking me five years before I finally passed all the sections uh, of the landscape architecture exam. And then some states, uh, I, know, I think like uh, you got... Golden Gate Bridge behind you. I think uh, California has a special section for architects, right? Yeah. Yeah. So same thing for landscape architecture. There's a lot of states like Florida has a section. Uh, Georgia has a section. Oh, Louisiana has a section. That was fun. I had to actually go to campus at LSU and uh, identify plant material on the campus. And it was a handwritten pencil and paper test. And that was just two years ago. I took that test. And uh, yeah, so almost not every state, probably half the states have their own sections, but uh, then I have to renew every year and Mm -hmm. all that. Now, I know for some of you guys listening out there, um, I would have thought it would have been a lot easier for landscape architects. You know, it's like you you don't have to worry about these life safety code analysis and all this other crazy nonsense materials. But you you guys have to deal with different plants, different soils, different you know, uh, areas in the state, temperature, climate, all that kind of good stuff. So it's, so it's gotta be like, uh, people say, it's like, Oh, I'm going to be a vet- veterinarian. And, uh, it's a, it's a lot harder because then you have different breeds and it, it's almost like Great. the same yeah. identical, you know, problem you end up having because you have all this, all these intricate 
plants that you have to worry about, you know, surviving the climate right. and all that stuff. So, yeah. so that that's good to know that it does take, you know, some amount. Now, probably now they're doing all like web-based testing. At the right. Yeah. If you listen to any yeah. of your, any interns that, that you may work with or something like that, I'm sure it's totally different now than it is than it was when you when you took it and passed it. So, is right. it is is it something is it is it more digital or is it, do they have to still have to go do the paper test or is no? It, yeah, it's, it's from what I understand, it's all online now. So it's uh, multiple choice testing online, and then I think it's basically like a, a CAD based drawing for the mm -hmm. construction detailing section, and I think for the site planning section also. Wow, that's good. So you yeah. said you said you graduated from Georgia, right? Was it Georgia right. Tech or no University of Georgia? I I couldn't get in Georgia Tech. I'm not that smart. <laughs> you know, statistically, you know, you know, the people that are more likely to open their own business are the people that are C average. Yes. So <laughs> it, it, it's a it's a the funniest thing because everybody says it's like, you know, I always hear people it's like, the straight A students they're 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 going to get an easy pass, and, and the reality is, I, I think I spoke to a. a was it a, uh, a client and the client says, yeah, you, you hire, you hire engineers because they're always looking at the safety factor, the, how it's going to fail, how it's going to fail in business. You can't be looking at how everything's going to fail. You just take a chance and, 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 and right. you go with the flow and it's sometimes, a, you know, a gut feeling and you, you, you succeed and people that are more stubborn, which are usually the C, the C average student that are the, usually the ones that are more stubborn and say, Hey, I'm going to stick through this. I don't right. care about to take this class three, three times. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get my license and I'm going to get uh, my degree or whatever it takes. And, and some people just can't make it in the field. And look at you, you, you've been doing this now, gosh, what? 33 oh, years, 33 years. Yeah. It's long, long, yeah. long time. And yeah. your spectrum, your spectrum of, of, of having done from like, uh, governmental DOD projects all the way down to probably re residential or retail. I mean, you tell me, it's like, if I'm, if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, I've been fortunate that I have a, just a broad variety of projects. I've always liked the challenge of doing different types of projects. And like, like you said, the military projects, they have their own challenges because you've got to really think about, you know, all that uh, force protection and those kinds of things with the design, but you still want it to look good. Uh, so it's it's a challenge. Um, but yeah, uh, residential is what I really enjoy right now. I'm doing a lot of stuff at um, Watercolor and um, Rosemary and Alice Beach and all that stuff and uh, do pools and hot tubs and fire pits and there's those get to be complicated drawing sets they're, they're not just a planting plan they're you know five or six pages of pool details and all that kind of stuff do you have a website that people can go to yeah it's uh 30a landscape architect.com 30a landscape architects.com yep okay well that's good to know that way uh some of the some of the listeners that are out there and they're, they're in need of a landscape architect with some really cool creative designs that can reach out to you and and you guys can check them out on, on his website the one thing that um was really tough for me when i when when in, you know just recently i think was uh summer of 21 i i went out on my own mm -hmm. and uh it was just i think for me it was not letting everyone know that i was doing it but it was more like understanding the, the the taxes and the, the right. employment laws and and yeah. all this stuff that goes behind you know 
behind running a business yeah. that I feel I'm still kind of struggling through it, it being, you know, my second beginning of my third year right. going, going on my own and, uh, you know, pursuing contracts, you know, reaching out to my, to, to, to newer clients and, you know, trying to pursue, I think I was trying to pursue this like three year master agreement and mm -hmm. just knowing the, you know, recalling some of the stuff that I did when I was in, uh, I was an intern in some of the offices that I worked at. I mean, I, I kind of ran across different states worked in different 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 states arizona um florida uh, I've, I've you know i've done work in las vegas so it's like just a spectrum of things in in different offices uh, it's just a, a learning curve and i think it's same, probably the same thing with you you haven't gone through all that learning curve from you know doing tennessee stuff all the way down to florida and texas right. i heard you say have you done anything no. in California? Have you done any projects in California? No, I try to stick with the Southeast because I'm, I'm real comfortable with the the climate and the plants and the building materials and all that stuff in the Southeast. Uh, I just had a client today ask me to go look at a project uh, in Montana. Uh, and I'm thinking long and hard about whether I really want to do that or not because this plant palette up here is so different from Florida. Uh, so I'll, I'll see. I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. But yeah, yeah. the... Starting your own business, especially it's hard with, I mean, I guess it's any professional practice because you're so focused on the arc of what you do and what mm -hmm. you went to school for. And you don't think about, you know, uh, all the tax forms you got to fill out and all the hoops you got to jump through to make the government happy and all that kind of stuff. And that's um, especially when you start trying to grow, it's a challenge because you got to, you know, you have to kind of let go of the hands-on design all the time in order to market and manage and all those things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'd grown my business when, when we were working together, I had a bunch of employees. I had a big office oh. and uh, I had gotten to where I just really didn't get to do landscape architecture anymore. I went to meetings and I marketed and I reviewed other people's drawings, but I never got to draw. And I almost forgot how to run AutoCAD. I had, <laughs> had to reteach myself how to run AutoCAD. Oh, wow. Uh, oh yeah. my gosh so now so now now where where are you in your profession have you kind of gotten rid of all that stuff you kind of just work with contract on uh, with other other landscape architects uh right you tra you're traveling it looks like you're traveling so right uh, yeah uh that's, that's probably a subject for a whole nother podcast how you can uh work remote from all over the country like we've been doing um but yeah that's i just I decided I didn't want to ever have to fire everybody again. Cause in 2008, I had to fire all my staff and it was even like my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law <laughs> and my wife. And uh, so I don't want to have to do that ever again. Uh, so I just been using contractors and that way I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, if they only want to work 30 hours a week, fantastic. And, you know, and I don't have anything for them to work on this week because I'm waiting on contracts or whatever. I don't have to come up with busy work to fill up their time and they don't have to look busy. They just go do something else, go hang out with their family or whatever. Yeah, so. that, that's a good thing about uh, what I call it, the uh, the freelance mentality. Uh, and I think Great. I said this on, on another podcast, James Jameson from Spider-Man. He says, freelance, freelance, that's the best job. You don't need a job. Freelance. <laughs> <laughs> as I tell people but uh yep. anyways on that note um thank you for joining me Alan yeah. with uh you know Alan Holt uh, licensed 
uh, landscape architect and uh, you can kind of follow him at uh, what is it www. 30alandscapearchitect.com awesome thank you Alan all right thanks a lot dear appreciate right, the opportunity take, take care bye bye uh -huh. bye Thanks for listening to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. Please subscribe on your favorite platform and we will talk to you next time.